It hasn't been the easiest week to be a Disney fan or employee, but those employees are the difference makers for many people. Today on this happy podcast, we focus on the cast members who have gone the extra mile. I'm your host, Matt Palmer, joined by my fellow co-pilots and co-hosts and cast members, Paul Jarzembowski and John Grosso. Welcome to this happy podcast. Welcome, fellas. Oh, geez. Cast member is too big of an honor for me. I, I maybe honorary cast, but I, wouldn't it be cool to have that name tag someday? We do need the badges. I yes. think so. Yeah. And do you guys know what the difference is between the different color badges? No, I don't think I do. Yeah. So if you ever see anybody with a blue badge, that is very special. Um, every year they honor um, like cast members honoring other cast members. Um, and so when cast members see that one of their peers has gone above and beyond the call of duty, um, they recommend to Disney that that person. And if that person has received that, um, they get a blue badge. Um, so if you should ever watch anybody going around with a blue badge, you know that they are likely somebody who goes the extra mile for guests, who goes the extra mile. Now, most cast members always go the extra mile, but these people go above and beyond even that and are recognized by their peers. So look out for the blue name tags because the blue name tags are very, very special cast members who have earned the recognition of their peers. Ooh, neat. Anything else? Any other colors? Um, well, there's always the, um, uh, what is it? What is it? The uh, getting my ears or- Oh uh, yeah. 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 So you've got those, those buttons that do say that they're really new. Um, usually they're shadowed by somebody who's a little older, but no, the blue one is different. But of course, for the 50th anniversary, the cast members actually all all got new um, name tags to commemorate the 50th. Yeah, I saw those. I always love looking for the um, Sorcerer Mickey. I'm like, wait, well, see, because that usually indicates or used to indicate an Imagineer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Back in the day. Like out in the wild? Yeah, <laughs> every once in a while, you'd see one out in the wild. Like at Disneyland when I was there, uh, the the during cast previews of star wars and i was going to any random cast member i could find saying i will sell you organs can i please go see star wars land um and no one no surprisingly no takers um they you know there's a couple that were there you know there of course they were checking that were normal cast and then there was a few walking around with the uh sorcerer mickey which was cool so everybody listening to the podcast target the blue badges um, you'll all get your special moments based off of these people. Um, so, guys, one of our favorite segments every week, what's making us happy? Um, and I think John and I agree. What's making us happy this week is actually what made Paul happy this week. So, Paul, what made you happy this week? I went to Disney World yesterday. <laughs> I was down in Florida um, for work and um, uh, and I had an extra day there, a travel day. So um, I took a personal day to myself and my wife, my wife and I, uh, we went to, uh, we, we spent the morning in the Magic Kingdom and then the afternoon in Epcot. Give us a trip report. Don't leave us hanging. Uh, copious <laughs> details. Copious details. So um, it's a picture. So you woke up, you went to the bathroom, you know, oh no, I guess we could skip those parts. Well, we get, we, went, we I mean, we made it out like, um, so we, the, where we were staying was about an hour north of, um, 
of where Disney World is. So we got up early. We got up really early, got in the car, and we're on the road before seven o'clock. Nice. Um, so that we could roll into. Um, we knew that the transportation and ticket center, um, because we're going to Magic Kingdom, uh, was going to be it, itself as an ordeal. Um, even though the trams are back, we knew that it takes a while to park, walk to the transportation, go through security, um, all that other stuff, get on transportation, wait for transportation to like, like we were taking the ferry boat. So, you know, like there's this whole long, like before you finally get to the park um so it, it was so we did that it was a little bit of a cloudy rainy day yesterday so um you know but uh, as i remarked to the guys uh earlier um a cloudy rainy day at disney is still better than any other day at it, not being at disney so uh so there's that um no it was good we um we decided to try out together the new genie plus system um and try to see how that worked um, so we bought the extra, the $15 per person extra, um, and just started, you know, booking rides. But before we even got into that, the first ride, we were like looking like immediately when we got there, we're like, okay, let's go to something right away. Cause thinking that we were early in the park, well, we weren't a hotel guest. So we had to wait a little longer, um, before they started letting us on other rides. Um, so the only ride that I found that had a five minute wait right after opening Dumbo. So um, I thought, why not begin the day with the classic Dumbo ride? Uh, we did that. That was fun. Did the Barnstormer, another five minute wait. Um, so then we started getting into lines and then we had our fast pass or sorry, our Genie Plus Lightning Lane. I got to get used to not saying fast passes anymore. Did Thunder Mountain, uh, made our way through, um, uh, discovered there was some, there were some discrepancies between what the app said and what was actually the wait time. So we rushed over, we saw pirates had a 15 minute wait. We're like, that's awesome. We'll do pirates. Actually, no, it was a 45 minute wait. It's a little different than 15. Oh so, no. I know. That's a hard line to wait in for 45 minutes too. The thing is, is so what Sarah was doing throughout here is she would have her phone with the, the timer just to see how long they were. So it was only 26 minutes. So it was slightly longer than the 15, but slightly less than the 45 in all actuality. So by the time, in fact, one of the cast members who was, you know, who was, you know, the guy who presses the button to make the boat go, we were in the front row and he saw Sarah with her, her, her stopwatch on her phone. And he's like, so how good we do? And she said, about 26 minutes. He said, what's it say outside? We said 45. He's like, I feel better about myself today. Like, like that made his day in a way was the fact that like, hey, I'm getting these people through faster than they're expecting. That makes me feel good. So, um, so yeah, that we did that. And then um, actually it was really funny. We went into the Haunted Mansion and then it thunderstormed really bad. And so we're like, oh shoot, like, haunted mansion is kind of in the back so you're like okay where do we go from here and so well let's just say we went to a very crowded hall of presidents showing because where do you go when it's raining out but a giant theater where you can sit for 20 minutes uh on the inside and not get wet and it was funny because i don't think we've we've because i'm a history nerd of course i go to the hall of presidents frequently um but uh 
I was pleased to see that it was a very crowded show that day. And I was like, oh, all these people who want to learn about history, like, no, all these people who want to avoid the thunderstorm outside. And well, this is just fine. Um, but what was interesting, you know, what, what made me tear up a little bit during the show is that because of the large crowd, anything was possible, including applause. There was applause lines during the, you know, like, like somebody mentioned, like they, they, they first mentioned George Washington, applause line, Abraham Lincoln, applause line, like, okay, like, you it's know, like you're and seeing then, Spider-Man on the opening weekend. I know, it was like, America. Oh. Like, all right, good. And then like, you know, and then they, they would honor the different presidents and stuff like that. And like certain presidents got a little bit of a, you know, yeah. So. Were there so any booze? I was waiting for them and they did not come. Oh, so. good. Okay. That's good. We, we don't, we don't, that would have, I would have had to stop the podcast. Tomatoes being thrown at the animatronics. For the last four to five years though, the one thing that is different about that is that they always now have a security guard posted in the hall of Pre- inside the hall of presidents that is something that is a new addition they've had in the last four to five years um I'm, this is not a political podcast but i can you can only imagine what the reason why a but. sad reality of our <laughs> they've needed our, to add our, sec- not security outside but inside inside so Do they know um, they're robots <laughs> What, you're talking about the presidents or the security guards? No, no, I'm talking about like the people that come in there that get all mad about animatronic presidents. I mean, look, I've got my own political leanings, but come on, people, they're robots. And you know what? It's poetic justice for all of them because no matter what side of the aisle you're on, recent, and this is no dig at the people who create the animatronics. Well, maybe it is, but let's just be honest. Half of the modern presidents look absolutely nothing like the real presidents. So like you can kind of feel poetic justice if you don't like a particular president. You can be like, yeah, they made them look really ugly. So I feel good about that, you know, right now because they look I'm disgusting. just going to stay silent so I don't get myself into trouble. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Does the extra security there, are they dressed up like Secret Service? No, that would not be <laughs> But you know what? If I were an Imagineer, I think I would start to propose that idea. But no, they're they're dressed up like regular security. I think if they were Secret Service, people wouldn't take them serious because I think they're part of the show. Um, and I think for the security, they do need them to not look like they're part of the show. Right. But one thing I will say, and this will end my little what makes me happy segment, because I can tell that Matt and John are just getting more uncomfortable with me describing a, a wonderful day in the parks. With no, the, I'm and, into and it. That, I'm into it. That's just... Keep going. They were not at. But so it was, you know, so the rain went away, but it was still a little gloomy. And um, and then we said, well, you know what? I, I think this is about it. I, you know, we, we still hadn't really done Tomorrowland, but we're like, eh, it's fine. We don't, you know, I don't need to sit on a wet people mover. Um, and I don't need to stand in a 50 minute line for Space Mountain. Yeah. Um, and so we decided to go over to um, Epcot. We took the, uh, we had our car with us. So we drove over. Um, and what was nice about the Genie Plus is that while I was in the Magic Kingdom, it asked me, you know, are you basically there's a little thing that says, you know, plan your next park. And so I said, I'm going to Epcot next. And so it allowed me to make a Genie Plus reservation, Lightning Lane reservation for oh. Soren while I was um, in the Magic Kingdom. And so I was able to make my next thing. And so it's, it's like, like know, Max Pass in that way? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So, so I, I like that. To... I like that. Yeah. So I made my Soren reservation. And then all of a sudden, now in Epcot, I will say Lightning Lane is fantastic. I think because there's not as much of a demand on the rides there. So you can easily, like, I was able to stack three rides in a row. Um, so I was able, well, I figured basically while I was walking over to Soren, my time came up where I could then, and then I did the land or living with the land because I'm like, well, it's right there. And I don't want to wait in a 25 minute line to go on living with the land. So yeah, I'll take the lightning lane. So you stacked, and, so you did, so hang on, living with the land, what did you, Soren living with the land and what else? And then um, uh, Spaceship Earth. Oh, neat. Yeah. And again, because, and, and it's not that, and you're probably looking at going, why would you lightning lane? No, no, if right? it's there. Well, it's there and the 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 standby waits for some of them were 20 30 minutes and you're like well i don't want to wait in that kind of line so and i could stack them where basically we got off one ride and went to the other and then we went to the other so we could go real quick to do through them um and it allowed us to just kind of go and once you once you use your fast your I'm sorry get bad habit here once uh, you use your your lightning executives lane, made the same mistake this week they did yeah oh did they yeah. oh yeah so once you make that though, as soon as you 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 scan in that you're on that ride, you can then make your thing for the next ride. So it's either two hours or an hour and a half, whatever passed when you book it, or as soon as you use the your your first your next one. Um, but what I will say, the thing that did make me happy though is, um, uh, it, it, it you, Matt, you've given John and I a hard time before, but for liking Epcot so much. But I will say. So Magic Kingdom was wonderful. It was great. But um, Epcot, and, and maybe it was just because the, the sun had started really, the, the clouds started dissipating. <laughs> it was like, and, you know, the choirs of angels were singing. And, you know, all of a sudden, like, you know, we, we drove up and then I saw, I saw the um, Spaceship Earth ball right there. And it just, it washed over me, um, you know, uh, the, the Spaceship Earth um and it just was like i felt at home the music the way they do the music and the fact that parking for epcot is really not as difficult as it is for the magic kingdom really makes that like as soon as i park i can start walking and i immediately see the spaceship earth ball i just felt this it it, it was like this beauty beautiful thing just washed over me and i said ah i'm home and it just like that's where the relaxation came and and I just remembered like, ah, this is why I love this park the most. It just, it makes me smile. It makes me joyful seeing Spaceship Earth in its glory. Um, and the music, they, they do, de I mean, even though they, they kind of have gotten rid of some music, they do have a decent music mix when you walk in, which really kind of fills you with the emotion. So um, is there anywhere the Interventions loop still is? It's still is present rather? I didn't hear it. Uh, I'm not like saying that. it's not. Me, I think, but it was gone. in my heart. Okay, that's all that matters. You know, and you know, to be honest with you, it, I, we we had to catch a flight that night, so we weren't going to make it there. But you know, I'll tell you, I John, you're now, now pause for now. Now just, just I know where you're all. I already know where you're going with this, and I, I don't agree. I think Harmonious is a noble successor. No, false. 
I have started to really, I've been, I, I got the soundtrack to Harmonious and I've been listening to it. I did like it the first time I, actually the first time I saw it on YouTube, I couldn't stand it. I hated it, but I haven't seen it in person. In person, it blew me out of the water. Well, um, but did the tech blow you out of the water or the music? Both. Really? Because I find the soundtrack so uninspired. And they're, I have, I, did you see they're, they're doing survey work? Apparently it's not being received well by guests. I know. Well, this guest, if this guest fills it out, I'm going to fill it out not the way you want me to. I actually like Harmonious. And well, I'm, I'm going to ignore you because you don't fit my narrative, but that's okay. It's all right. That's okay. <laughs> I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm glad you like it. Yes. But so that's what made me happy was literally going to my happy places. And um, it was great. Awesome. So you left out one thing in your Magic Kingdom experience. And we shared this on our Instagram. You saw some construction happening, some progress happening at a ride that has been years in the development. And yeah. What? Tell us, tell us what you saw in terms of Tron Lightsacre Run. Yeah. So I've been going, as you all know, I go frequently to the Magic Kingdom uh, over the last couple of years. And I've been watching the construction what I would call the endless construction. I feel like it's like a permanent construction site there next to Space Mountain. Um, and for the longest time, I feel like the progress on it has been kind of slow. Like I would pass by it on the People Mover. I'd pass by it in uh, New Fantasyland. And it just looked like it was just there at it, you know. But when I went the other day, it was one of the most active construction sites I'd ever seen. There were dump trucks and cars pulling in and out with materials. I saw lots of construction workers like fitting up the canopy, working on stuff, nailing things, bang, bang, bang. You hear the saws, you hear the all the sounds you'd associate with the construction site in a cacophony of sounds that I had not yet heard. So it gave me great hope that maybe whatever stoppage was going on for several years has been resolved and they are moving them their way through construction because yeah we, i saw it from the from the queue of the barnstormer and uh it's a it was nice to see all of that action there and to, and, and 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 not just to see it but you know it, construction sites are things that you not just see but you hear and i heard a lot and i think that's good and it was even though it's not the it's not the typical ambiance sounds you want in next to Dumbo and Goofy's Barnstormer, I'll take it. I'll take it at this moment because that's a beautiful sight to see that thing going up. The, the, the panels are around the bubble, um, the canopy um, are, are looking stronger. There's a lot more completion to them. So um, yeah, it's looking, looking good. Good, 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 good. Um, I think we've, I think the last time I was there was 2019 and they were in the construction period then. Likewise. We're now three years later, at least. Yeah. Um, I'm happy, and I was really delighted to see the canopy was on, and it, and they, they've been releasing videos over the last couple of days, including one this morning. Oh, yeah, the pull-through. Um, yeah. Um, they're starting to talk about this ride again, and that kind of like felt like it fell off the radar for the corporation for a while, so... It's interesting to me how um, I, we should probably do the topic at hand, but how they're 
they're almost fast forwarding through guardians. Like in their mind, it's already out. Like the Epcot yeah. experience is going to close very shortly because the major rides that they were going to deliver minus Moana have been delivered. So it's interesting to me. I mean, not that I think guardians is going to be a lemon. I actually think guardians is going to be exceptional, but it's just interesting to me that they're, they're already on to selling Tron. Yeah. So. yeah. It's weird. It's weird to me that they like kind of, um, I think we're what, like two months away from the opening of Guardians. Yeah. And it's probably one of the most daring coasters that they've built. Oh, yeah. Outside of Expedition Everest. Um, in terms of thrill. And I'm a little stunned that they're kind of playing that one. Both, well, both Guardians and Tron are going to be major thrill rides uh that are gonna that's gonna rival universal's thrill because universal is more known for their thrill rides than disney is right so this will certainly put them in that in that status again on both with both parks um you know which is good because in some respects the big crowds need to start dispersing because as soon as tron opens up i can maybe get on seven dwarves mine train without having to wait five days to get in on in line I'm just, I did not do that one, by the way, because I wasn't going to stand. Oh, no, you can't. Long. Well, wait, you'd be waiting five days. We wouldn't be doing the podcast right now. You'd still be in line. And they, they might kick you out in between, uh, you know, closing and stuff. But no, I just think they're going to need more to compete with Epic Universe. I mean, that that park is going up so quickly already. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. anyways, that's another pod entirely. Yep. All right. So let's get into the main topic. Uh, as we mentioned, the uh, Disney's had its share of... Uh, some news over the last couple of days. And, and one of the things that I think that has emerged from the conversation around Disney has been that the cast members are the people that make the magic happen. Yeah. Um, and that they are not the corporation. They are the individuals who have these encounters um, that make a difference in people's experiences. Um, and so from my end, I, you know, I always listen to Paul. Paul talks about the Disney difference quite a bit. Um, I've got an example of, uh, of something. I'll jump right out of the gate. I'll say this. Uh, a couple episodes ago, we talked about um, our places of Zen, our places of, of, of respite. And I mentioned um, the Muppet uh, 3D theater, um, the Muppet vision. Um, but and how my daughter got lost in Disney's Hollywood studios, or she just kind of got left behind. Um, and I never got the cast member's name who took care of Annie during that time period. But I always remember um, walking up to uh, my daughter and the cast member and her, the, the, the young woman being on the walkie talkie, talking to her fellow cast members and saying, We've got a confirmation of, of, a, of a family member now. Um, she's okay. She's okay. I'm handing her over to her father now. And to me, that I know that they're trained. Uh, they probably see more than their share of, of children um, who have been uh, kind of separated from their families at some point during a day. Um, but the kindness that she shared in the moment, listening to my then six-year-old daughter as she was confused and didn't know where to turn she was this cast member made annie feel just a little safer and a little more loved when she felt all alone in this universe um 
And so like the training that 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 young woman received um, to keep an eye out for children left behind and those that are having moments of struggle in a, in a place that is supposed to be the happiest place on earth. Um, I cannot um, thank that cast member enough and she'll never, she'll never know it was her that made this difference in our lives, but she was there for my daughter. And I'll say that, um, that she used every bit of her training to make my daughter feel okay. And I am deeply appreciative for, for, for the decision she made in that moment. It's it's interesting because the the I've, I've been reflecting on on just the contributions of many cast members in my own experiences and yeah I they shine when things are at their most um, uh, dark uh, troublesome uh, worrisome it's going to be a real issue for a guest a lost child um, I've had you know or or even pesky guests like complaining to the high heaven about something and yet you know and something's going horribly wrong on a ride something went horribly wrong with an order or a, a reservation or something and then they step in to they 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 calm the situation no matter what that is they 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 you know what what really stands out is is those things and no matter how mundane or how intense and really emergency related their ability to take the situation and and just bring the temperature down um because you're you know what you're experiencing is certainly a high intensity thing and the father has lost his daughter like that's intense that's a very big emergency um a customer getting mad because the hotels you know like so i i was one of those i'm one of those bad customers that, or guests, I should say, that, um, but I felt like a customer at this time because I was doing something that wasn't very guest worthy, which was, I didn't get my room on time. I, I was guaranteed a room at this time and it didn't, you know, the time came and went and my room was still not available and it, the hours kept ticking by. And I, I mean, is it the worst thing in the world that I did that my family and I did not get into our hotel rooms right enough, uh, right away? No. But I was going to take, I was going to, well, dang it, I'm going to write a letter to management and be mad about that. And yet a cast member was able to see that, see the anxiety, sought to make it better, or at least ease me until we could resolve it. And then followed up with me the next day by calling the hotel room and saying, we feel really bad about it. We would like to make it better for you. And, you know, and then you know, offered to pay for our, our meal that evening um, at one of the fancy restaurants. So like, now I'm not saying that that kind of stuff magic happens all the time. Cause I've also had to, I, I was actually, I was a little upset because one of the things I wanted to get on this trip was at the Friars Nook. I wanted to get uh, the little brat burger that has the, yeah. the Mr. Toad's brat burger with the, with the, uh, the olives for eyes. Well, I can't do cheese and the cheese is on the thing so i asked them could i have it without cheese and um the answer was no they can't do it without cheese because and the cast member again the first cast member worked with got his manager and the manager said we just we can't um you know and we'll be happy to refund you and all that stuff i talked to another cast member i'm like what is the deal with that and she said we're under contract with whoever prepares the 
um, uh, the, 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 whoever first introduced Disney to the idea of making a Mr. Toad burger, that they would use all the ingredients because they're promised to, like, if they using craft, they have they have an obligation to craft to put a craft piece of cheese on every burger. Like they're mm. under contract to do that. But she explained that you know she kind of explained the situation to me, and it was still a no. Um, they weren't going to make it better for me. They weren't going to throw me the olives for eyes and say, here you go. Um, although one guy, again, a cast member out of his way, while you're waiting for the manager, while you're waiting for this to be resolved, would you guys like something to drink? You look a little like, you know, you could use something. Would you like some, you know, I'm happy here. Let me give you some drinks here. And just, you know, very nicely did that. But the answer was no. Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes you find your daughter. Hopefully they don't, hopefully the answer to, well, sir, we could not find your daughter. Um, we don't know where she is. You probably will not find her. She's in the ball pit somewhere. She's, she's, she's one somewhere. with Muppet Vision now. Would you like a glass of water instead? <laughs> we can't offer you your daughter, but we can give you a glass you of water. You look parched. You look parched. Can I help you? Yeah, but no matter what, no matter what the, the situation is, cast members shine well when guests are dealing with those situations and what's consistent across the board and all of, because I'm, I, you know, I like to think I'm a good guest, but let's be honest, I, I'm, I'm high maintenance when it comes to my Disney. And so, you know, the, but the cast members always do such a phenomenal job putting up with, with pesky me in the parks. And, uh, and they also put up, not put up with, but they handle situations of emergencies and they always do it with such grace. And that's consistent across the board. Yeah, no, I agree. I, um, you know, even when you're not being pesky, uh, which I try not to be, I, I try to be like your, you know, yeah, under the radar kind of guy. But I remember um, uh, when I was at Hollywood Studios during Rope Drop and I had uh, sandals on and, uh, you know, very stylish. And uh, some guy, like, to get ahead stepped on my foot and chew and and i blew out uh i blew out a flip-flop stepped on a pop top to uh borrow a phrase um but i uh blew out a sandal and i remember going to a cast member like kind of hobbling because disney's very clean but didn't really want to put my bare foot on any of those cobblestones or on uh hollywood studios and the cast member was like no big deal here's complimentary flip-flops i will take you to the store pick whatever you'd like pick whatever we have in your size don't even worry about it like here you go. And PS, like, you know, here's a gift card or a, or a voucher or whatever for, you know, an ice cream later, by the way, you seem like you really traumatized by the whole incident. Oh. And um, yeah, you know, little things like that, like the, that was a nothing, you know, I was inconvenienced by another rude guest and Disney was like, we're going to make that better for you. It was not Disney did absolutely nothing wrong. I like to think I didn't do anything wrong. Um, it's just those tiny little things. I remember, um, uh, I, this one blew me away because uh, without giving too much away, I was, I was working at my current job when this happened. But uh, I, do you guys remember when the rumors were that they were going to turn D Disney World's Tower of Terror into Guardians of the Galaxy? That, that yeah. was the rumor before Disneyland it was going to be. And that was apparently heavily, heavily considered. And I, I remember joining in on the, on the call campaign to call, um, I don't remember what executive it was at the time, maybe George... Um, uh, I don't remember, but I called them or a rather a call campaign, an email campaign, wrote them an email, very, you know, it was irate, but respectful, kind of like thematically, not, not, this is not, you know, something that's appropriate for Sunset Boulevard, explained all my reasoning. 
I got a call back from his personal assistant. First, I got an email back, like, would love to speak to you about this at a certain time. Um, you know, would like to, uh, uh, to, to schedule some time with you to talk, want to hear your frustrations and called me in the middle of the workday. Uh, and, and we had a conversation about Tower of Terror and the guy assured me that nothing would ever happen to Tower of Terror in Disney World. He did not make that same promise for Disneyland, rest in peace. But um, I thought like, you know, that's a little bit more than a, ca a cast member, but I mean, Disney would call that person a cast member, but above and beyond, I, I don't, I, in my capacity, don't have the ability, I wish I did, to respond to every single person and every single concern. And yet Disney made time, took time out of their day, uh, someone from Disney to call me about my Imagineering concern. And then the funny thing is, we were going to Disney the following week or two weeks later, I forget what it was. And um, there was like, like some goodies waiting for us in our room when we arrived, courtesy of that phone call. Like they did the, they did the work. I think I had mentioned on the call, like, Hey, I'm going in two weeks. I'm super excited. I was, Oh, where are you staying? I'm staying at the beach club. And then, you know, it was neat. That's fantastic. Yeah. When, uh, when we went to the park each day, um, the kids had gotten stuffed animals, I think fairly early on in the, in the, the vacation. And each night when we would return, uh, the staff working at the resort, uh, had made our beds, but they also put the stuffed animals in a different position each time we returned in the evening. Just to give that little touch of, hey, these animals went on an adventure too. I absolutely love that. Um, my kids loved it. Um, they absolutely adored it. You know, and like, if you're, I'm not going to name names because my children would kill me. But if you're kids if you're a parent of of young kids sometimes accidents happen and then sometimes as a dad you realize in the middle of a park maybe you need to go run and find some underwear for one of your children and i've sure been enough, there sure enough one of so the attend one of the cast members uh at one of the stores as i like scoured all over i was desperate it was right before a fireworks display right before a nighttime show it was illumination, I believe. Um, and I'm running around the park and sure enough, a cast member goes, oh, you want to look right here? And uh, we'll take about 75% off. Uh, and uh, oh. made a difference in an emergency pinch um, when all help, oh, when all hope seemed uh, lost. I was... Uh, <laughs> just trying to make one of my children feel okay in an embarrassing moment. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, and that helped. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's, 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 it's amazing. We're talking about these like kind of strange and unexpected moments, but like you said, Matt, even the, uh, the arranging of the, the little things to go out of the way to arrange the stuffed animals, you know, those kind of things, uh, um you know and i even just you know just even the other day going on the rides i mean they're doing they they are providing the show that is just unique and even even the non emergency non making your day but just doing their job doing their work well um you know actually i was even the one that i couldn't keep my eye off of is and i, I all, all all hats off to whoever does the cast 
okay, what, what's the right word for it? It's cast placement, like where they put like, they're like, hey, you're going to work at this place and you're going to work here. I don't know what that's called, but like placement or whatever. So anyway, there was this large looming guy who was in the Haunted Mansion, had a beard, like a ZZ Top type beard um, down to here and just had this very intimidating presence. And all I could think of is whatever cast member was in charge of placement and said, Haunted Mansion, you, was... I think an incredibly smart person. And then that person just standing there, just looking intimidated, just made that experience great, you know? Uh, and, and, you know, it's like little things like that, which they didn't go out of their way. It just, it just completed the picture. It, it made that experience just that much more enjoyable to just see this looming cast member. And of course, when he tells you, please stay to the left, you know, you're just like, right. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm going to do that, you know? So, I mean, even when the cast members just do the job for which they've been given, they aren't making anyone's particular, like they aren't solving a crisis or they aren't giving individual thing, but they're just doing the work that they've been asked to. And I think that hats off to them who, who really make that difference. And I don't know. I just, I think that no matter what the cast members are truly what make the magic and, um, you know, I, I do love it. Now, of course, whenever you, it, it's not to say that every cast member is brilliant. You know, I've had some where, you know, they look like they did not want to be there. So there are occasions like that, but those you remember often remember those occasions because they're so rare. And so when they happen, they kind of smack you in the face. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you find a cast member who's like working the, like I've had it where I've been in the photo line with Mickey and the cast member really couldn't really is not enjoying being there and you know you notice that and you're like okay you don't look friendly you're kind of being snippy to the guests but it's noticeable only because it happens so rarely and when it does it's like it's like right. it's like nails on a chalkboard you're like ah that doesn't fit um mm -hmm. because most you know 99.9 percent .9 of the people who are there are are in in the in the zone and they're making it happen exactly yep. yeah well, that all, all of these stories kind of, I think, bring together the, the I think, a, a thought of, you know, be kind to these people. They're going oh, yeah. quite a bit. And um, it'll, it'll more than likely be returned to you. Um, I know everybody's seeking their dream vacation, uh, and these people are working hard to deliver it. And uh, they're human beings and uh, trying their very best. Uh, to make it magical for you uh, and magical for us. So guys, this is a great episode. Really do appreciate it. Um, for all of our, uh, if you're a new listener, please subscribe to us on any and all audio uh, platform, wherever you subscribe to a podcast, make sure you, you click subscribe for this happy podcast. If you have an opinion on this week's episode, email us at this happy podcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter instagram and facebook um and we'll be sure to to get the conversation going there um and please if you have any uh ideas or updates for a future episode please feel free to share those with us well we can't thank you enough guys this is a great conversation um and as always we tell our audience see you real soon we love you cast members
We do. And thanks to all of our people who've made us a thousand plus downloads that uh, we, you know, we invite you to invite your friends. Indeed. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>